and welcome back to Blossom Buddies. After a week off. Blossom Buddies. Blossom Buddies. This is uh, season three, episode 20. uh, Student films. Student films. But before we get to that, uh, Craig here is in a new house. I got a new studio, aka a full-size house uh, to me and my family. And I'm actually, I'm in the tropics. Yeah, Jason has uh, gone on a long, uh, much-deserved vacation. Yep. Um, to, uh, I mean, it looks like a hurricane might be starting up behind you. That that oh, palm yeah. tree is in full motion. There's a big, uh, there's a big palm tree. I mean, there's a big hurricane coming. Sky's um, blue, but it's very windy and wavy. Absolutely, it's uh, it's not looking great for us here. Um, we might actually be pulled into the ocean. And we might die. So this could be the last ever episode of Blossom Buddies. So make sure you go back and listen to every single episode of Blossom Buddies in a row to commemorate the possibility that I may die in this 100% real situation I'm in. Totally real. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, you, you'll probably never see this uh, because not enough people uh, watch the YouTube for me to bother putting this online. But, so but let me just say like that, if we can give props to the... Uh, the blue line of microphone. You've got the snowball. Like I don't hear any wind noise at all. It sounds like you're indoors. Oh, it's it's got it sounds, it's yeah. noise canceling. Mm-hmm, exactly. Something. It's fucking yeah. outstanding. So if you are gonna start a podcast and don't have uh, you know professional budget, man, the the blue snowball Jason's got. I've got the blue Yeti, which we use when we're in person. Um, I think the the blue snowball is what like eighty bucks Canadian. Yeah, the, bucks? it's the hundred dollar version. Yeah, and that the Yeti's like one thirty. Yeah, I think it was one. 130. I actually almost bought when uh, quarantine first hit. I actually almost bought that exact um, that the Yeti because I was like, well, one good thing about our podcast is that we're known for our like good audio quality. Mm. Uh, and you know, honestly, there's not that much, there's not that big a difference between the old. Like, obviously, it's better to be in the room with the person. Yeah. But you know, this is this is sufficed. I can't wait to be back in the same room. Yeah, I'm getting podcasting once again, but yeah, cannot wait. Um, if you are gonna buy one of the blue mics, I would recommend spending the extra 30 bucks on, on the Yeti because it has like four different um, like environment settings. So I've got it set to like one person, so it's only detecting audio from the direction of me, but there's bi directional and omnidirectional, and another setting that I don't really understand. And the blue snow, like the snowball, does have those. But uh, when Jake was on and it was just me and him, we tried, we messed around with the settings and it wasn't, they weren't as good as the settings on that one when we record two of us. Yeah. That one doesn't have a gain knob, right? So you can't really adjust it. Yeah. So I think that's the problem. So if you get too loud, you can't turn it down to accommodate for it. Just three settings right here. So like if you're watching the video that Jason's not releasing, yeah, then you can see what the back of a snowball mic looks like. Anyway. Anyway, this episode so, of Blossom. So you're, but you, uh, you want to tell the listeners about your new, uh, your new setup, your new home. Yeah, I got some bricks behind me. If you can see again in this video oh. that uh, there's, there's some you're bricks, fr- and this whole wall behind my laptop, it, it's all brick. Uh, there's lots of bricks throughout the house. Um, there's three floors. There's a basement and a main floor and an upstairs. And uh, let's see, I put a smart lock on the front door and. Tried to put a smart lock on the back door, but I got the wrong size circle uh, saw and screwed up the door. But it's salvageable, and uh, that's basically part of the reason why we didn't record last week, right? Like 
you yeah, I spent all last weekend like fucking with the back door, like just going back and forth to Home Depot, getting parts that I like tools that I was like, oh shit, now I need this tool. Um, I was, and then one on my third or fourth trip to the hardware store, I was like, I'm not walking back into Home Depot a fucking again today. So I drove an extra <laughs> 10 minutes to Home Hardware. Right. So I was like, I can't show my face in Home Depot. And then I was like, but there was it was too much extra drive. And then my fifth trip that day was back to Home Depot. It was crazy. Did they know your name at that point? Uh, no, because everyone wears a mask and they might not have noticed that. Unless, I mean, unless they're like, hey, that's the guy with the RoboCop t-shirt. <laughs> like five times. That's true. You never know. I'm going to start wearing, uh, I'm going to start wearing my mask, but also wear those goggles for swimming. Yeah. And then nobody goggles. will ever know who I am constantly. I'll look like a shy guy from the Super Mario Brothers 2 video game. I'm going to go the opposite way and get a mask printed with the lower half of my face on the fabric. So it just looks like me. But when you're talking, it's like you're, you're, uh, you're Jeff Dunham. Yeah. Or um, yes, exactly. I was going to say like uh, Keanu Reeves in that scene in the matrix where they like CGI his mouth shut. Hey, that would be another good idea for a, for a mask. That would be the CG, the, his mouth. Keanu Reeves mouth, uh, no mouth look. You know that the Matrix 4 and John Wick 4 were supposed to come out on the same day in like December this of this year? They're coming out? That's insane. Or maybe next year, but still. But still. The fact Which is also they- crazy because John Wick 1 came out like four years ago and like the first three Matrix movies all came out by like 2002. Yeah, they churn out. I, I guess Keanu Reeves movies are very easy to just slap together and throw out and still be quality enough because well, they made the matrix two and three at the same time like i can't remember yeah. like what podcast i was listening to but they were talking uh it might have been fake doctors real friends because it's pretty much all i'm listening to right now um but they knew someone who worked on uh the matrix movies uh like an, an ap or whatever and just doing making two of them in a row was just grueling it was just like eight months of nonstop, like 12 hour days. And he was just like, holy shit. Like I hate these movies by now, even though I'm like proud of what we did and they weren't as good as the first one. Like I'm proud we got to that point and got them finished, but fuck, I never want to see the Wachowskis again. That was sort of a fad in Hollywood, as I understand. They also did uh, the Kill Bill movies like that. And there's been other movies that they're just like, fuck it, let's just make two movies and release them a year apart. I think uh, more recently Endgame and, uh, and uh, Infinity War were made pretty much at the same time. Oh, but, yeah. you know, those are like 90% CGI. So yeah, the actual principal photography of just, you know, of shooting the actors doing acting in front of a giant green screen, like that pro- that's probably very little. Yeah, you don't, have to, you don't have a lot of location work to do in those movies. Uh, especially, I yeah, especially with like the big, there's like a big epic battle at the end of Endgame that is it's got to be mostly cg it has to be is that the one in the woods or am i thinking of age of ultron no that's age of ultron that that's a pretty good that's the only good part of that movie in my opinion yeah that's all i really remember from it Um, is that the only avengers movie you've seen no i've seen i don't know if i saw endgame i saw the first one the first one i liked pretty good like i don't like joss whedon as an action director right um like his storytelling is good um, I just think like he does the opposite of what George Miller did in Mad Max Fury Road and like the technique he used 
was to keep everything you're supposed to be focusing on in the middle of the screen. So you can always see exactly what's going on. And the Avengers movies, I find most action movies do this, but I found the Avengers did it extra where it's just like every time there's an edit, your eyes are darting to a different point of the screen. So you never really get an idea of what's going on and they can fudge a lot of the action. The worst offender for that, in my opinion, is like the first four, actually all of the Transformers movies. I haven't seen Bumblebee, but... Yeah, I could not get through the first Transformers movies because I, I was like, if they're the all going to be like this, I'm not watching any of them. I saw the first Transformers in theaters and it was the first time in my adult life where I was like, oh, my brain actually can't handle the movies that are being created. There's a scene at the very end where Sam, uh, Shia LaBeouf's character, like, t- like I'm sorry if this uh, spoils the movie, but he like, <laughs> okay. slides underneath like two robots fighting to slide, like to put the Energon cube up into like Megatron or whatever. In his butt. I assume it's in his butt. <laughs> but there was so much happening on the screen at the same time, it just looked like it looked like a blur, like a colorful yeah. static blur. So they're putting all this, um, like, frankly, amazing work into the chore- uh, choreography and whatever these movies. Like, kudos to them for doing it. It's fucking amazing that they did it, but it's lost because we miss most of it. Exactly. And uh, that's actually kind of a great segue into our episode because this week's episode of Blossom... Yeah, it was called uh, Student Films, and I wasn't even, I didn't even have that on the brain uh, while we were talking about that previous conversation, but there's a lot of, uh, a lot of tropes are explored in this episode, even though it's just a bunch of student films, and right before we get to that, uh, I'm, I'm actually drinking a beer this week from uh, Lake of Bays. Oh, nice. Ses- session IPA, paddle on, it's very delicious, I just want to give a shout out to Lake of Bays, the, the, this is from when we went camping a couple weeks ago. We found this brewery. Uh, I mean, it was just sold at the LCBO, but it, it doesn't exist here. There was also a beer called 30,000 Lakes that I just wanted to uh, shout out just because of the name 30,000 Lakes. Pretty good. It makes no I like sense. It. I drank with dinner. I was going to save it for the podcast, but I needed a, a beer after work. So I had um, Bellwoods Brewery. Uh, the beer is called Roman Candle, and it's an IPA. And it was pretty refreshing. It was like 4.5% or something. So not a heavy IPA. Nice and refreshing. If you like IPAs, but like hate the strong IPAs like Bone Shaker or Headstock because it's just too much. Um, this, it's full bodied, but refreshing and easy to drink. Bellwoods has a lot of those. Yeah. Now I'm drinking so, uh, Sherry. It's, I forget <laughs> what the Sherry's called. This is not a very good Sherry. I'm totally disappointed with it. Is it, it cooking Sherry? Down. Is it bum wine? <laughs> it's not cooking sherry i don't really know what defines bum wine i guess cooking wine is bum wine or yeah. listerine cooking sherry or cooking wine or or listerine is yeah, it's not cooking sherry it's just cuisine uh, most sherries i've bought even if i don't spend a lot on them taste all right this one tastes like it did not get aged long enough or something like it's just very sharp which sherry shouldn't be it should be smooth okay yeah Anyhow. When I was a kid, I thought it was called cherry. And I, the first time I tasted cherry, I was like, this doesn't taste like cherries. And the person was like, you're... <laughs> I, I believe I had the same thought process when I was a kid. So the problem with this episode is much like the... Uh... Sorry, sorry, sorry. One, before we get off of sherry, I believe when I was like five or six, or maybe it was my sister. Yeah, I think it, like, so I probably was six or seven. And my sister would have been like one or two. And I think my, like, she was having trouble going to sleep. I think my parents gave her sherry. Yeah, well, just rub some on the gums. Like she might have been teething. That might have been it. So maybe, yeah, younger than two. But I don't know I what the age difference between your parents were, but and I, but I have met your dad, and I know he's older. Yeah. So that kind of tracks with, it's the 80s, 
old wives yeah. tales are still running rampant especially if you're a bit older in the 80s hey, i mean old wives tale it's true that like liquor will put a baby to sleep but that doesn't mean you should do it <laughs> no and you know you can start uh fostering those great alcoholism issues at a very young age i'm sure that my parents did the same to me yeah i wonder if my sister's listening to this and she's like shit i didn't know that happened that explains my brain damage just kidding my my sister's fully healthy she's not brain damaged i uh your sister doesn't know what blossom is i'm pretty sure oh she does i mean she grew up in the same house as as me she would have been like six to eight when we were watching blossom or six to six to eleven i guess she knows what blossom is yeah i guess me and her are like the same age right it's true 1985 right yeah yeah so i don't know what blossom is by my own logic (laughs) that's true (laughs) <laughs> oh no what are we we've doing? gotten we've got 60 episodes or so in and i've i find out that i never i never even watched blossom i don't even know what it is speaking of blossom so so yeah we open up and like so six and blossom and joe we have all made student films for school the only rule is that the film has to have a lesson and, and you get an a in true uh don rio fashion i mean this episode was written by josh goldstein and directed by jonathan prince who i don't recognize that name no me neither but uh in true blossom fashion right at the top of the episode they're gonna be like there's three videos there's three Mm -hmm. student films which is like such a sitcom trope as we've talked about many times but there's actually five great short films in this great uh one's not one's more of a dream than a film it is it was i did not expect it we'll get to that you you didn't remember it. I remembered it. I didn't know the context of how it happened. I remembered. Show, I rem- Yeah, exactly. No, I remembered it. Uh, I didn't remember the context that it happened, and I did not see it coming uh, until it happened. But we'll so get basic, to that. The first basically film we watched, the premise. Yeah, the premise is they're gonna they're gonna sit down. They're gonna show their uh, student films. They had they got a bit of a budget, and they all they all have like the same teacher for film. Somehow, I don't know how Joey, Six, and Blossom are all doing the same project, but basically it's an easy pass, uh, this film studies class, as long as you put a message in your video, which really they don't do. Uh, Joey's, well, we'll get to it, but yeah, they're supposed to all have a a message. Oh, so Jonathan Prince, who directed this episode, also starred in Blossom as Mr. Cunningham. So he was one... I guess one of the teachers that they had in high school. He probably just had like a few lines while they were in a classroom scene. Okay. He also acted in Life Goes On and Murphy Brown. I'm assuming he's in like one episode of of each of the LA Law. He he was in the movie Camp Nowhere, which was a great movie where where Christopher Lloyd runs a kind of like the movie Accepted, but with with the summer camp. And Christopher Lloyd, you know, he's like, come to my summer camp. I haven't seen it, but I should. The kids are the kids are like we want to go to a summer camp because staying at home with our parents would be too lame. So they get like a homeless guy or like the weirdo that lives down the street, basically the doc style character from Back to the Future to be like, yeah, I'm gonna take all your kids into the woods. Yeah, um, he was oh, also yeah, in in the movie Fear, but not the Mark Wahlberg Reese Witherspoon one, 1990s Fear with Ali Sheedy. AKA the uh, the weird emo chick from Breakfast Club and the main character from Short Circuit. Yep. Yep. She was a babe. Total babe. Total cross on Ali Sheedy. Uh, but now we're going down the rabbit hole. We need to 
stop clicking IMDb links and talk about uh, Joey's film is the first film we watch. Yeah. Which might have been my favorite. So, yeah, I wrote these out sort of how they appeared. So the Joey movie, I wrote, and it's an action movie. It's sci- well, he calls it action, but it's clearly sci-fi. Sci-fi action. Well, it's it's a ripoff of, like, everything popular at the time. Yeah, mostly aliens. <laughs> so it starts off with uh, action figures of the Steve and Mike characters who may be the same characters from Joey's movie previously in the season, the series, where they're, like, in a boat. In the, oh, yeah, in the toilet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were named Mike and Steve, too. Oh, man, that's outstanding. Oh, and that's amazing because, like, when they... I didn't think about that. When they land... And so the, the spaceship lands back on Earth after they've been in space for 21 years. And, you know, Joey and Anthony play Mike and Steve. I forget. I think Joey was Mike, Anthony yeah. was Steve. And um, they're like, holy shit. They, they find Joey's, or they find Mike's answering machine. And there's just one message on it that says, oh, Joey, like, I am in uh, London and the aliens are destroying us. And they're like, holy shit, do you know what that means? Sequel. Which is like, is this the sequel? To the movie where Mike and Steve were in the toilet. Maybe they got flushed down the toilet and that was supposed to be like a wormhole. Yeah. That gets stuck in space. Also, when we say that the, they land on Earth, it's a cardboard box covered in... It's a, 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 a milk box, milk carton covered in tinfoil that just kind of plops down on some grass. Oh, and then the, they're the like... The visual effects were amazing. Like the, the opening scene, like he goes space, the final frontier, like it is a Star Trek thing. Um, but then there's a little cardboard spaceship on a string going down, but it's not really moving. So you keep seeing his finger like tap like across yeah. the screen. And then it turns into the, the milk carton, which plops that like, just like brilliant. brilliant but also they're like, they're like, effects. Oh my God, we've landed on a, on a, on a desert planet. And they just show like a picture of like the grand Canyon. Yeah. Like, Meanwhile, when you clearly... look at them, it, they're clearly like just in a park in LA. Exactly, they're on grass. Yeah, they're like, holy shit, it's a desert. The world's been destroyed. And then the next scene, they're in a house. They went, they were trying to land at Mike's house and they're like, oh my God, the world's destroyed. But then the next scene is in, you know, the Blossom's kitchen and Nick plays an android. And he's named Bishop. Of course, named (laughs) Bishop. And he's doing the knife thing from Aliens. Yeah. Of course, with not a real knife, but one of those like fake stab knife so where the blade goes into the handle um and, and he stabs himself and then he's like good thing i'm uh, a good thing androids don't bleed exactly and then There's six comes of... in as steven seagal yeah steven seagal reason. they couldn't find a female for him for her to play they're just like yeah steven seagal just fine uh, it's, compared to some of the homophobic material of the first season that's uh, true we've progressed they're also like, how did you shrink? And they're like, it's six is like, oh yeah, when the aliens came down, uh, they shrank me. <laughs> yeah. Um, then, uh, and then Blossom busts in the back door playing the Terminator. So she's also yep. playing up. Uh, well, I guess she's not actually necessarily playing. Oh, there, there was but... a good little bit right before Blossom comes in as the Terminator where she's like, of course, Blossom, or sorry, six is like, of course I can do Kung Fu. And oh, then yeah, it goes to great. action figures and it's a girl action figure taped to a pencil on a pencil and kicks them all. But then it goes back to them and they pretend like they've flown all over the, like they've flown backwards in the kitchen. It was brilliant. Which I thought was a good little, uh, good little effect. That was and great. then yes, yeah, Blossom comes in as Terminator and then Rhonda comes in as Ripley. And I yeah. have a, I have some trivia actually. Oh, yeah. Although Rhonda has been a regular for almost a season by this episode, 
and was recurring before. This is the first episode where she and Blossom have any direct interaction. Hmm. That is interesting. Uh, so they, they're talking to Ripley and they're like, hey, I thought you were, uh, wait, I thought you were dead uh, and something about being bald. So like obviously well, talking she, about the end of Alien 3 and then yeah. she's like, what did she say? She was like, I can't, I couldn't have, I couldn't leave I a couldn't, bald corpse yeah, or something. I couldn't, go out, I couldn't go out bald basically. And also doesn't she come back in Alien Resurrection? Yeah, they totally, they're totally doing like Alien Resurrection at this point. But the um, Alien Resurrection didn't come out till the late '90s. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I'm that's pretty true. sure. It's, it's, yeah, no, it, you're absolutely right. Like Alien Three must have just come out, and then Alien Four Resurrection was like '96 or '98 or something. Definitely after this episode. Exactly. So they they predicted Alien Resurrection and re- resurrected Ripley <laughs> with hair again. Which is nuts to see in, in hindsight. Like, I didn't really think about it till now because, you know, I just, it's like, obviously they're making an Alien 3 joke, but the 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 franchise was dead after Alien 3 because it flopped so hard, right? Yeah, because one filmmaker, like, made a whole Alien 3 movie. It was like David Fincher or something. And then, or maybe David Fincher is the one who ended up with the actual Alien 3. But, like, they pretty much scrapped the movie that was already made, and they were like, you still have the initial budget. We're not giving you any extra money, but you new director, make a movie now. And he, like, basically started from scratch. So, like, half the budget was blown on some film that got half made. Yeah, that's crazy. That's Which kind of explains why it's kind of a shit movie, but still better than Resurrection. But also, the other crazy part about it is that the Alien franchise was so big that you could buy all the toys from Alien 3, and that's a movie with a hard R, isn't it? Uh, I'm just looking it up. Yes, it is a hard R, and it ended up being directed... Okay, so David Fincher was the final director of it, so I forget who it was who... But I remember you could get... You could get all the alien, like the actual, like there was the bull alien and a whatever, like a xenomorph, etc. Don't know if and aliens, then, the James Cameron one, was our. I remember my parents rented it when I was like eight. It would have been like probably just thinking like Craig likes sci-fi and space. Like yeah. let's get this movie called Aliens. Here's this space nightmare. Here's a space horror movie. No, space action. And the first Alien is the, the space horror movie. My parents would have been crazy if they showed me that. But the thing is, is I never saw the Alien movies as a kid. But when Alien 3 was out, I wanted that fucking space exoskeleton thing that she fights the queen in. Oh, that's Aliens 2. That's the second one. Oh, that's Aliens 2? The big yellow thing. Yeah, yeah I think oh, that I one that... may not have been R. I think that one might have been like AA. Oh, maybe that's that's what the toys are from then. But I just that's remember the, the bull alien and the queen. You can get all that shit from Alien 3. Because you get a bishop figure that like... You that's pull Alien 2. I guess he was... He got torn into... Was he in Alien 3? I know he was in 2. Okay. And that's when he got torn apart. But like maybe he... Was, yeah, he. I think he might have still been at the, the beginning of Alien Three, and the, but then like died pretty early. And the I Queen was Alien Two. I think you might be confusing Alien Two and Alien Three. Also, lots of spoilers from the Alien franchise, which I'm actually this planning on watching in the it. in the near future. Well, fuck, we got our new. So I, I set up the TV, our 4K HDR 65 inch TV, put it on the wall on Saturday. That was my Saturday project, and then Sunday got the like the media center set up so now the sound bar is where it is i configured the like speakers so now the next like two hours i get i think like aliens in 4k is what i want to watch on that tv that's a that's a good idea and then pam's first pick for the new tv is uh because hamilton is now on disney plus so we're gonna watch that as well 
Sweet. That'll be good because uh, the HDR on Disney Plus is actually very, very good. Oh, yeah? Nice. Yeah. It, it's uh, that and Netflix. I've noticed when they switch over to HDR, it oh, you it, look, it looks 4K. Like it, you know, and since my I've got the Roku built into my TV, to my uh, 58-inch, Yeah. It, it works properly. It's not like if you're trying to run 4K off a device that doesn't have 4K. It's like it's the TV is 4K, so it really it really pops. Yeah, they made sure it works. Yeah, um, nature documentaries, man. We're gonna watch some yeah. fucking Blue Earth and stuff too. That's awesome. So then there's a bit of a sequence here where I think Bishop Nick as Bishop has also made the joke. Well, I hear there's an a or I think six. One of us is a Blossom host. Blossom says, "Yeah, one of us is the host." And, and Bl- Bishop is like, "It couldn't be me. We've already done that in another movie." It'd be too obvious. But then, then of it course, is him. it comes out. It's a hand, it's a hand puppet, puppet covered in like tomato sauce. Yeah, burst through his chest as per the Alien and, franchise. And then it puts six down the garbage disposal, but it's an action figure of of six. That was great. Because she that tries to really... do the same action figure, like, spin kick again. And the alien just, like, grabs her legs and tosses her. So then she goes down the garbage disposal. And also they do this weird thing where it cuts back to the hand puppet. But all, but then it cuts back to six twirling, like, just her hair twirling in the garbage disposal. It, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it was a, a funny juxtaposition. Because it keeps going from action figure to, like, them being full, full of sized, right? Yeah. Which was, um, man, then, this was totally the quality of like student film I made in high school. We at the end of this, we can talk about some of the student films I made in high school. That, then to- Tony and the Terminator uh, try to like use a flamethrower on the alien, but the alien then it shows like a frying pan with the two action figures just burning. Which yeah, I and this was hilarious because then Tony's character starts shouting, "I'm on fire! I'm on fire!" <laughs> and which reminded me of Austin Powers, which also hadn't come out yet, where the Will Ferrell like henchman character gets thrown down the chute. It's like, <laughs> it really hurts down <laughs> it's here. Really, Somebody could go and I'm very badly burned. I'm very badly burned. <laughs> also, I believe the bone is sticking out of my leg. Uh, and then, and then Mike, aka Joey. He nukes like they show like stock footage of a nuke going off, and then he ends up with the, with Ripley because Rhonda survives as well. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, Ripley, remember when you said you'd only be with me if I was the last mo- man on Earth?" Hi, honey, I'm home. And then they, yeah. he, she's like, "Oh yeah," and they hug, and he gives a sick ass straight to the camera. Whoa! Right to the camera. Right. He looked me right in the eyes and said, "Whoa!" And then you get a fade to black, and then it says, "Don't drink and drive." Yeah, so that <laughs> was the that's message. The message. <laughs> so that made me laugh out loud. Me too. Um, yeah, I was and like, then, "That's the most Joey fucking film possible." Like, aside from his version of the what the family would be like episode, or the oh, other yeah. thing where it's like his was the film noir one in those yeah. uh, in those flash sideways. Was that the Joey Chronicles that episode? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, it was, yeah, the one where he's writing the different stories. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. just the same episode, but in, instead of Joey writing different stories that are all end up in uh, boobs, it's uh, him, it's all of them. Yeah. No boobs. boobs. No boobs, except he hugs Rhonda, yeah. who presumably has boobs. I mean, she's a naked calendar model. There's probably boobs that she shows in those things. Yeah, she's hot. Um, okay, yeah. so the next one is, so basically it goes back and they're like, what the fuck was that, Joey? Yeah, and also like classic Joey. 
that's cheating. You can't just have some nonsense movie and then at the end say, don't drink and drive. He's like, <laughs> he's like whatever, it'll work. I'm sure of it. Yeah. And then Blossom's like, my message is more subtle. Let's yeah. watch. And it's an, she's like, they're like, what's your movie about? And she's like, it's about uh, misogyny and duality and existentialism. And they're like, oh, so an art film. Yeah. And she's like, yep. And buckle in for a Blossom art film. Thankfully, it's only like one minute long. I wrote, I wrote Blossom art film. Nobody is stoked because they all audibly <laughs> groan when she says that. Because, yeah. okay. So basically the best way I can describe this, there's not really a plot. It's her talking about the, like, it's, her having an existential crisis but in spanish in spanish yes and just different images and the one the one image that always stuck out to me even as a kid and i think just stuck with me forever was it the monkey in the cemetery no it wasn't the monkey in the cemetery it was the two wine glasses that like oh yeah and then smash because yeah. i feel like i've seen that may possibly in a real art film it was very david lynchian to me it was a very David Lynchian uh, movie, except for the Spanish, because uh, I don't think he's ever done anything in Spanish. And it had subtitles, but it was basically just like, to live is to die, and we all grow up, and at the end of life, yeah. there is... I had spice of this recipe called life. Yeah. she Blossom is full of shit. Like, yeah, this was total garbage. This was the worst film. Even next to Tony's. Tony's was, Tony's was the best we'll, film, we'll that's it. why. Yeah. Um, we, the return of the drug watch coming up stay the tuned. return of the drug watch for <laughs> sure even before the film happens like there's some hilarious drug watch jokes um but before we get to that so whatever they come back and uh they're like they're all in unison they're like i don't get it and she's like, nobody gets you're not it supposed yet. to get it and but she tries, expects her dad to get it but blossom tries to explain that it's meant to be challenging and confusing and nick quote-unquote gets it but before blossom can really like poke him and prod him about what he thought she, he, Nick's like oh I gotta go to the washroom but he says after he these says, messages we'll be right back and then yeah, Joey and is like, like "I, what are you talking about and they explain to him <laughs> that sometimes when somebody goes to the washroom or gets a snack they say after these messages and yeah. then Joey says oh like in a commercial yeah and then, and then we got a commercial, commercial break yeah so that was kind of a meta joke. The Simpsons also made a joke like that. Uh, I watched it recently on Disney Plus, the episode where they're talking about uh, Marge getting pregnant with Maggie and having Maggie. So it's basically just family time and they're telling a story. And then, you know, they come back and and Bart and Lisa and Homer are like, oh, I'm going to go get some snacks. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And Marge is like, I'm going to sit here for a couple of minutes and think about all the products I might buy. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. I think uh, I'm. I watched Curb Your Enthusiasm as listeners of the show know because I was t- probably talking about it on the show while we were watching it. But now I'm almost done Seinfeld. Nice. So I think I'm going to do a master watch of The Simpsons. I'm also going to continue on with a couple of dramas that I let s- slack because of quarantine. Now, but, when you uh, say, hold on, when you say master watch of The Simpsons, do you mean all like 30 seasons? I mean, start from the beginning, and it's the show that's on when I eat, when I. I'm playing video games on in the background if I'm cleaning, that kind of thing. Because I was flipping through, we have cable now, and I was just flipping through, and The Simpsons was on, and it was like season 25, and it was hot garbage. I was like, I can't. And the problem is, there's some, I, there, I've gone through phases where I'll try to watch The Simpsons, like I'll try to download episodes and watch them. They're not funny. Like, they're no. not even, they're like that family guy level of just like non sequiturs and an episode based on something 
in the real world, but I mean, I heard, I think it was on the crack podcast, fun. which by the way, the crack podcast has been shut down. They fired, uh, fuck, why am I forgetting his name? Schmidt, the clam, Alex Schmidt. They fired him, uh, like a month ago and there have been no episodes since I assume there's oh. not going to be any more episodes because another company, remember a company like bought crack.com and fired like all the video crew like yeah. two years ago. So since then, a different company bought them and then just recently fired Alex Schmidt and then I guess stopped doing the podcast. I can't believe that became so unprofitable that they had to fire all of the original crew members and then and then the second wave of people they hired, like yeah, all the people that were clearly like they're, they're going to phase these people in slowly like they would do on College Humor or like kind of like the SNL thing of adding new cast members. It's basically turned into what the site originally was, and which is like a funny right? blog. Yeah. Yeah. Just a comedy blog. That's that's really sad because Michael Swaim couldn't really get it together on small to make that small beans. Yeah, they uh, shut that down, right? Or is that still going? But they stopped doing the no, what Michael they call Swaim, the new after hours. They shut Michael Swaim got a job on like at like IGN or something. Oh, okay. He got he got some some job. No, Rooster Teeth, maybe? That I don't know. Sense. He got a job somewhere where he was like, I don't have to do the small beans bullshit anymore. So they did do a final, uh, they not did do after a final hours. after hours. But they, they called it something else, not after hours. Like overtime or something. Overtime, I don't know, something yeah. similar to after hours. But yeah, I felt really bad because all of those, all, remember back in like 2014, 2013, how dope Cracked was? Yeah, man, their videos were like, oh, I watched. Exactly. I had some news, which thankfully some news has, you know, trans, uh, trans, that's what I'm looking for. Transcended. Transcended and transformed to its own independent channel. So it's called Even More News, which is fucking great. And like Small Beans was my hopes for After Hours continuing. But it, exactly the ones they produced weren't as good because obviously there was a budget needed for those because they hired animators and stuff. Um, yeah, it's too bad. They Yeah, and I knew from the beginning that, you know, Michael Swaim left Cracked before they even got everybody got fired because he had like drinking issues right so Mm -hmm. he hadn't even been there for a minute when they when they changed owners and then that new that new guard of people just it's not that they weren't funny it's just that you can't just suddenly have a whole new cast you have to like systematically put people in different sketches to sort of ease you into it yeah keep alex keep cody johnston keep uh other people whose names i can't remember there's a whole bunch i just College humor went through a similar phase around that time from because they were like the shit that I watched before crack like they had all the same kind of brand of humor. Yeah. Uh, they made it so so far that they actually ended up having a season of a television show and stuff right and all of those members would go on to like get writer like writers jobs at like SNL or other parts of the internet but when they were transitioning to new jobs they would put in a new person. But the thing is, is they stopped doing that so now all the people that are left are like the people that they transitioned in like almost a decade ago. But it's just the content's not as funny is the problem. Yeah. yeah like to put it in perspective that Adam Ruins Everything guy is like one of their head or was one of their head writers. And I don't find him particularly funny. Yeah, he's he's okay. He's all right. Someone's like, well, let's watch this. Uh, I'll watch it. But Streeter Seidel and fucking Amir Blumenfeld, like Jake and Amir, that shit. Yeah. Those guys were uproariously hilarious in my opinion i was also in my 20s so yeah. college humor was sort of geared towards the 20 something yeah um so next we watched six's film 
<laughs> Speaking of non sequiturs. Oh, actually, before we get to that, I wanted to mention the fact that Nick comes back down the stairs and says he would, you know, I hope I never have to go back to another movie theater. Ominous. Which is ominous for how it is now. But then they proceed to go into a bunch of, like, theater cliches, I think. I think Joey or Tony are like, I hate it when you're in the theater and the, the girl's like, what's going on in this movie? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm trying to watch the movie. And they make yeah. a couple of jokes like that. And I just thought, well, you know what? The, this episode has such good content in these student films, but the yeah. in-between bits are so filler. It's just filler, which is fine. I'm fine with it because the real meat and potatoes is the student films. Absolutely. Including Six's thriller that she Six makes called, the title of which is the hand that chokes the baby, which made me laugh. Excellent. It's a good title. So think like- I laughed out loud. So as Joey and Six are a married couple, and they're like, oh, like, uh, we need to get a nanny for our, our baby. And cut to close-up of the baby. And it's just like a real close-up on Anthony's face with just like blankets wrapped around his head. And that made me laugh out loud a few that times. That was weird. Yeah, I wrote that down too. Uh, the, think like the hand that rocks the cradle, single white female- and like the omen rosemary's baby just like those yeah. 90s a small t- a small town home and a nanny comes and that's blossom blossom is the nanny i would i would not call it i would i wouldn't call it 90s i would say definitely like omen which was 76 or 77 yeah. it's like that's what happens in the omen they have this baby and they're like oh like everything's perfect we're an american ambassador to england or whatever and uh, this perfect nanny shows up and she's just there to like raise the devil that is their son, like the Antichrist. Oh, it, it, okay. I, I didn't know. I knew the omen was something like Damien, right? Yeah. Have you not seen the omen? No. Dude, see the, well, you don't like scary movies. Never mind. Yeah, I don't do. watch the omen. I do now. Okay, watch the omen. Because of this movie project that I'm doing, Spider Hero 9000 on Instagram, I review movies as uh, if you're a listener of the show, you know that, but if you're just tuning in for the first time now, go check it out. But uh, I've been peppering in scary movies. For instance, this week I watched the movie Vivarium with Jesse Eisenberg and Emojin Poots. Okay. And it was sort of like a, I think you'd like it actually. It it was sort of, it wasn't like gory. It's just like a psychological mind fuck of a movie. Yeah. I like those. Uh, And uh, you know, you know, girl on the third floor and midsummer and you know, I've been watching a few here and there. I haven't seen Midsummer yet. We did watch Girl on the Third Floor and I didn't really care for it except like that end sequence when the house is like 110% haunted when the wife comes back (laughs) and they're like the whole, like all the ghosts. She just walks into a house that's fully haunted, full of ghosts, hundreds of ghosts in the house, just walking around, hanging out in this place that used to be a brothel, like watching the Max from the Yeah. Like also the rev- the monster reveal is pretty good because they didn't blow their load. I find that monster movies just blow their load now, yeah. and that I was like, oh fuck, that's a horrifying monster. And uh, you know, they usually show you the monster in the first fi- twenty five minutes nowadays. Yeah, no nuance. So uh, um, but anyway, oh, also so- Six's name is Mary, and and Joey's name is Peter Paul. Yeah. I just thought that was a dumb little joke. It was so dumb. Like why? Yeah. I don't know, maybe it some, says something about six. Um, and then, yeah, Blossom comes in as their, who's going to be their new nanny and makes a bunch of puns. She was well, like, she oh, yeah, she... my references. Like, I, um, what was the first one she said? She worked at Bates Motel. Right, she worked at Bates Motel and then also over on Elm Street. But that was a nightmare. Perfect. You nailed yeah. it. That was terrible. Terrible and pun. Then, and then she goes upstairs and then they say... They, Takes the baby know, upstairs. 
yeah and and tony and and six are kind of like well i'm glad that that's settled and then blossom comes back down or rebecca as her name is known as and she's like i'm going for a walk but she's got a suitcase yeah the baby wants to go for a walk and then there's a knock on the door and it's nick as the so i guess this would be diaper sanitation yeah like a diaper the diaper picker upper yeah and he's like, oh, fuck, you're that nanny who goes around killing everybody. Yeah, she's like, no, I'm not. He's like, yes, you are. She's like, no, I'm And they go back and forth <laughs> uh, a bit. And uh, and then Joey's like, I know how to settle this. And just pulls out a gun and shoots Blossom. Boom! It's fucking great. Which I, we, sorry, we skipped over a part because the wife, Mary, and the, the nanny, Rebecca, were also like, he should go for a walk. No, he shouldn't. Yes, he should. No, he shouldn't. And then... So Joey's like, I know how to settle this. I'm thinking of a number between one and ten. Oh yeah. <laughs> they just, so like he does the I know how to settle this thing twice. So you think he's gonna like pick a number between one and ten again? And he just pulls out a gun and shoots, and then he the shoots in the her. Stomach. And then Blossom does a hilarious overacting dying sequence. And uh, this is when I realized these student these student films, the score for all three of them that they use, like the music that they were using, would have been more budget than they spent on the movie at all. Yeah. for any well, of them yeah they probably especially did. for yeah. this one because it was like a it was like a john williams style thing where you have like the music playing to what's happening in in the movie right and there was no internet you didn't there was no site you could just go to and download like creative commons music for your exactly. film they would have had if, to i guess they could have just classes, used a cd they probably might have had a soundtrack to like something or film classes might have had some sort of uh public domain Collection, yeah. records or cds that you could do that kind of thing with first student film but yeah i was like how because as blossom's dying it's like the thing where she like dies and the music is like and she like wakes up again and it's like and then she dies again it's like and she kind of does that like like you know three times but then she comes up and she's sneaking up behind the three of them as they're like they're like oh the scary part's over let's get on with our lives and the diaper guy's like i need a new job can i be your nanny and so Blossom's sneaking up behind them and Six just grabs the gun out of Joey's hand and like shoots behind her back. Shoots Perfect. Her Not as funny as the first shooting when Joey's just like, I know how to settle this. Murder. <laughs> I thought that they were going to do the thing where, like, I remember this scene too, but I remember it as they kept shooting her over and over and over, but they didn't do that. That's that's a gag for another movie or another time. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, they act like the, the episode's gonna be over and Nick is like wait there's one more student well, film yeah I'm literally going oh there's six minutes left in this episode how are we gonna get out of this one guys well and no, yeah. I figured there was gonna be a full length film so we're, we're doing Tony's film and I figured this was gonna be a full length film and we get these amazing credits written by Anthony Russo directed by T. Russo like best boy Tony the Tiger Russo key grip see best boy this yep. huge long credit and you can maybe tell where this joke's going a very long credit sequence and the movie's called Boy Meets Girl and then cut to the streets of LA Tony's walking up the sidewalk there's a girl standing there he's like hey nice to meet you and she's like yeah and then end credits end credits and also, it was shot a little differently. I think they wanted to shoot it to look like it was an older tape. From when he was in high school. Oh, before we even got to that. Yeah, there was that. He was like, to talk I, about the bit before that. The the drug watch. Because, yeah, Nick is like, yeah, like Tony was in Mr. Blah Blah Blah's class and made a film. And Tony was like, I was in Mr. Blah Blah Blah's class. <laughs> Nick goes, yeah, when you were in high school. And Tony was like, I was in high school, <laughs> which made me laugh. 
yeah, and that's then, perfect. Uh, so that they said something like, film. they said something like, oh, let's get rolling. And Tony's like, oh, I remember rolling. And that yeah. made me laugh out loud. So yeah. there's your drug watch. And then uh, after the film, I think Tony or Blossom are, are like, didn't you have the same budget for your film? Yeah. A- and he, Tony says, why well, yeah, I spent it all on dope. Yeah. So I don't know what drug specifically, but dope can be uh, many different <laughs> drugs. It can be heroin and it can be marijuana. For- and when he says he remembers rolling, that could be rolling joints or it could be like rolling on like MDMA. Exactly. But I, MDMA was very expensive in the early 90s and it was more likely that he was just a pothead. Yeah, well, he was in high school even in the late 80s. So like, even then, like, I don't know if MDMA was really a thing. Yeah. Uh, probably existed, but was rare, just uh, like a designer drug for clubs. For early raves. Yeah. Um, and then, so the movie ends and holy shit, Rhonda gets super crazy jealous. Yeah. Of this girl who had 10 seconds of screen time in this movie that Tony made that from about eight years ago. And well, long before they met too, that remember the literally remember the previous episode of this show, Craig, remember one week ago or two weeks ago, I guess in that the, the Disney episode where we talk, where it's all about Rhonda being like, you shouldn't be so self-conscious and, and jealous all the time. And yep. one week later, she gets she mad, gets so mad at Tony for being in love with this girl, and then being like, "Oh, you made her the, you made her the star of the film." And Tony's he's like, like "Whatever, I, I just met her." And she's like, "You this. still like? You seemed like you were into it." Like, not only was this seven, six years ago minimum, but I don't remember any of it. I don't remember making this movie. And like, wouldn't your assumption be that that was just some girl from Tony's class? Yes. Like absolutely. So Jonah probably gets possibly off his actual girlfriend at the time too. Possibly, which would have been fine because it was not, it was well before Tony and Rhonda met each other. And she gets yes. pissed and storms out. And Tony he follows her right, I uh, so. which I think is maybe setting up the end of their relationship. Well, they both have jealousy issues, so it's cool that there's a bit of canon, that a mm. little bit of a little bit of canon going on here because. It sucks in sitcoms when just like every week seems like its own microcosm, which yeah, is most changes. sitcoms, you know? Like every episode's a bottle episode. Exactly. Um, but then, so everyone's left and Joey is going to sleep on the couch. And well, he's, next... playing with his, he's playing with his action figures. Oh, right. Yeah, he's playing with the action figures. And they're like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we made a music video? And that's a, and they're like, oh, I can't sing. Oh, you can be the roadie, blah, blah, blah. like a couple stupid jokes. And Joey falls asleep. And my next note, I wrote in all caps, "Oh fuck, Joey music video." Yeah, and I like looked a up legit the song, Joey Lawrence music video. I remember see, actually seeing this music video. I think on, I'm pretty sure I saw it on Much Music, because that's Joey insane. Lawrence did have a very short musical career and had several music videos. So uh, so small. Uh, so small. But uh, it's called Nothing My Love Can't Fix. And yep. you know what? Actually, not a bad song. Not I'm bad being song. honest. Wasn't not terrible. Very doesn't 90s rap, music video. He doesn't rap in it. Yeah, it's a very low budget 90s music video as well. There's only like him like dancing on a beach and playing football on a beach. Yeah, and some background boots. dancers. Yeah. It's some background dancers. There's like one girl in the video who's on like rollerblade or uh, roller skates. Yeah. Very simple, but effective. And honestly, the song is no worse than any boy band song that would come out yeah. over the next decade, right? So yeah, he does do a bit of rapping as the song fades out at the end. Oh, does tiny, he? tiny like a rap outro. So not like no main verses or choruses and rap, but like because I know outro, later, I know later he does dabble in rap. 
Well, remember the the Blossom, like the Hollywood behind the scenes uh, episode. I forget what it was called, but where she thought she was, oh, the Madonna one, where it was like behind the scenes, black and white, and she was Madonna. Then Joey had did some rap there briefly, auditioning, I guess, or whatever it was. The one other note I wrote down for this that I thought was cool. So there was one scene, like one dance scene where two background dancers were hugging each other but like one was upside down and they did cartwheels. Okay. But like just across their feet. Cause like one person's feet were up and one person's feet were down the whole time. So it was a cartwheel, but it was two people always on their feet. If that describes it accurately. I thought that was a cool dance move. It makes sense. But also there was a, there was a simulated blow job in it as well. Oh, I missed that. There's part, there's a part where Joey's back up is back up against a wall. And then the girl like does a little dance down on him, like she's facing him and he's oh, yeah. facing the, the camera. And he stays down and he looks down at her like, whoa. Like, and I was like, that's that's simulated blowjob. Simulated blowjob. And that is what Joey would be dreaming about. He's like, he'd be like, Yeah, my music video would get a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then, uh, that, you know, the end of the video. Like, so the video fades to black which I think would be the perfect time to just like roll credits. But then it cuts back to just the still of Joey on the couch and it turns that into the watercolor. Which, yeah, I noticed that as well. And I thought that was a funny little it was weird. blossomism. It was definitely a blossomism. I guess they were like, we have to remind, uh, remind everyone that this is still within the world of Blossom. Which, I mean, this, I mean, this whole music video thing reminded me very much of when on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air they like premiered the summertime music video and the ring my bell music video, except that like fresh Prince was a well-established rap star. Uh, that's how we got the TV show. And Joey like is using the TV show to, to launch his music career. I think it's like a bunch of, a bunch of producers and, and people in Hollywood were just like, this kid is beautiful and he can kind of sing. Yeah. Let's uh, do it. They didn't really have vocoding the way they do now. Right. So he does some like vocal runs in sing. that song, yeah, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, that guy can like he can." Joey Lawrence can sing. He can't write. So like I guarantee, was... the song was not written by him. He probably didn't get like like the music industry's best, you know. No, it was producer probably slash songwriter. Yeah, it was probably just some guy. It's probably fucking Ted Wass. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No buzz in this episode, so I got no buzz kill. I got honestly no buzz kill for this episode because um, Buzz wasn't in it and wasn't even alluded to. I kept wondering. I was like, Buzz isn't in the room, but is he Is he going to be in one of the videos? One of the videos, yeah. That, that was a missed opportunity, I think, because if he was in one of the specials as, like, old pervert, like he usually plays, I think that would have been funny. That would have been great. You know, it would have been great if he was only in Blossom's art video. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he actually plays the monkey. How about that? He could have played the monkey. <laughs> I think it was Joey. Uh, yeah, I had nothing to write down because it was just, there's so many scenes flashing. There was Tony was juggling and then dropped his balls and there was the wine glass scene and there was the monkey dancing in the cemetery and then people follow and then there was death. Wasn't there Nick on a bike? Yeah, there was, well, there was Nick wearing a Nixon mask on one of those, like, I think riding horses you'd see at grocery stores. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was a weird, weird video, but it was only a minute. I'm surprised Um, it didn't have that stock footage you see in every you know nature one where it's like a fox a dead fox that like in fast motion oh yeah biodegrades maybe that didn't exist yet or maybe it was too fucking dark it's pretty dark it's pretty dark um blossom probably would have put it in real life real life blossom would have put it in her student film not on primetime television 
My, uh, yeah, so we did drug watch. No hats. No hats. Uh, and if there were the hats, I, they, didn't, they didn't really stick out to me this time. Yeah, there might have been hats that we didn't notice. But I think, I mean, the sci-fi movie, they had, might have. No, no Nick, hats in that. Nick had a weird hairstyle. That's one thing I noticed. Nick had like a weird like. His hair is all combed down into a triangle in front of his eyebrows. Yeah. Um, um, I guess lesson, no lessons. This was just a fun run. Oh, don't drink episode. and drive is the lesson. Oh, don't drink and drive is the lesson. <laughs> oh, Six's lesson was always check references. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. And Blossom's was like convoluted existential crisis nonsense. Yeah, she had a message. She said what the message was, but I don't remember. Or maybe she didn't say what the message was. It's that like death is a, death is like the end of life and you shouldn't enjoy life or like, enjoy life i let's just say enjoy life we'll call that the lesson of the episode and then because i enjoyed yeah, this no. episode in my opinion nation this episode was fucking fantastic uh, i laughed i laughed out loud more than maybe any episode that i've seen uh the alpha alpha appearance made me laugh a lot did you have a thing though where you start where you started watching and they were like it's student videos night and you went oh god but then the first sci-fi thing was so good that you were like, oh man, what's yeah. next? I texted you six minutes into watching it and I told you this was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was and so I good. Okay, here's a question for you. In my opinion, Nation, I feel the same way you do. Like basically what I just said, it was just, I thought it was going to be dumb. I thought it was going to be Don Rio nonsense. Mm-hmm. He didn't even write the fucking thing or di- it wasn't directed by Ted Wass or Bill Bixby this time. But I, I was, I was, but what was your favorite student film? I don't five, know. If you include Joey's music video as well, there's five videos to choose from, and I have mine. I know mine. I think the sci-fi, because like the action, the action sequences were well thought out as like a student film in high school. Like, okay, how do I do an action film? Oh, I'll tape action figures like GI Joes to uh, a pencil so they can spin around. Uh, I thought, yeah, Joey had the the practical effects of, on zero budget. Did a great job. I think that's my favorite. Although, like, Tony's is a close second. It's between Tony's and Joey's. As a movie reviewer, okay, I'm yeah. a yeah. amateur movie, movie reviewer in the year of our Lord 2020. My favorite film... I don't think... You know what? Hold on. I don't think the year of 2020 is the year of our Lord. I think it's the year of Satan. Hell, Hell Satan. Satan. Hong Kong. <laughs> uh, that's an inside joke that only we get. So, welcome to our inside jokes. Yeah, Hong Kong. Hong Kong. My favorite... It actually is sixes yeah because it's the most coherent story that's true it's the most coherent story but there's only one location it happens a yeah but in the front but, all, but her location makes them more sense than any of the other locations that's true. A sci-fi movie like that would be on the bridge of a ship right yeah the or in an actual desert they could have driven to a the desert art probably. film is disqualified from this conversation because it's Utter nonsense. Although Blossom, the art film probably had was the most difficult production because they had it they had like the most. twenty different scenes. Yeah, and it required the most props. Yeah, props and the most expensive. Changes. Yeah, but I just think I I choose sixes because it was the most coherent. Like it was, it had like a beginning, middle, and end. It had yeah. a twist. It had like the setting was correct. It was had the most. Uh, the most obvious tropes the lesson actually did make sense yeah but i guess the 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 good joey is an easy second for me too because it was uh almost like scary movie where it was all these different action movie tropes all jammed together to make one 
delightfully hilarious. Do you think uh, the Waynes brothers saw this episode and they were like, (laughs) I know how to make a funny, scary movie parody? Uh, No, they saw Blazing Saddles and Airplane. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Airplane's good. And And I've kind of wanted to watch Blazing Saddles again recently, except that, like, I know that Black Sheriff has a lot of racist jokes about him. There's a lot of stuff in that movie that will be very much content warning fodder. Like, like, where where are all the white women? Where's all the white women? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think yeah. that's this week's of uh, this week's episode. It's you're you're get if you're the listener here, you're getting off a little bit early, I think, because uh, you know it's about this. Uh, well, we'll see. It's, it's been about an hour. Yeah, there. Well, I mean, there wasn't as much to talk about in this, and our preamble, like we're both we're filming this a day late. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to but, edit this quick right after this. But yeah. I set up a macro that'll just apply all the effects at once rather than we have to do it manually. So that Perfect. speeds things up by a couple minutes. So you can find us on all social media, Blossom Buddies. And I want to say uh, before before we go, if you are going to watch a Mel Brooks movie, um, don't watch Blazing Saddles. Watch Young Frankenstein. It uh, No, watch uh, uh, Spaceballs. Young Frankenstein's better, man. Go watch Young Frankenstein. Uh, Spaceballs is fucking amazing. It's fucking Young Frankenstein's really good. a little bit. Like it, it, it requires a little bit more thought, I think. It requires no thought. It's so, <laughs> so fucking silly. Uh, I mean, it's just a Frankenstein parody instead of a Star Wars parody. Like they're, they're, the films are both very much on the same level and both excellent performance. Like I find, I think the cast of Young Frankenstein as a whole is better than Spaceballs. Although, I mean, Spaceballs has Rick Moranis, which is genius. But I think Bull, Bill Pullman and what's her name who played the princess. Not the best comedic actors. I think it could have been cast better. I think that's my only... Really Perlman? Rhea Perlman, right? Oh, the robot? Yeah. No, Joan Rivers. It's Joan Rivers, 100%. I'm sure it's Joan Rivers. Jason's (laughs) looking it up. I mean, this is probably more than Young Frankenstein. Like, it was, like, my favorite Mel Brooks movie until I actually saw Young Frankenstein. My wife's favorite movie. I think I've thought it's Rhea Perlman this whole time. 100% Joan Rivers. Um... And then, oh, John Candy's also amazing in it. So, like, Joan Rivers, John Candy, Rick Moran is hilarious. But I think the two main characters of Bill Pullman and whatever her name is, not funny. I like that John Candy's name is Barf. Barf. He's a a mug, a man and a dog. He's his own best friend. Excellent. Barf. I'm sure you've faded out by now. I guess so. Or maybe not. Maybe, Maybe we're being very meta right now. And it's fading out as we get yeah. to this point. Maybe I'll or do maybe a real I long fuck you up completely. Just... I just ruin your editing and say, make sure to like and subscribe on all social medias. You can find us on Instagram at Blossom Buddies Podcast. That you doesn't can find ruin us my editing. YouTube I just, at Blossom I'll Buddies just... Home Video. You can oh. <laughs> suck on a 12 gauge and just leave this mortal coil. Or you can subscribe to me at I'm going to fade out right before you plug your other social media. That's when I'm going to fade out. You did not screw up my editing. (laughs) (laughs) They're just not going to be able to hear your... No, they're going to... The last thing they hear from this episode is me telling them to kill themselves. (laughs)